Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, let's get batty! Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. I'm, uh, I'm gonna be more kid-friendly. Oh, for all of our Australian listeners? No, just for just that one time I'm done doing it. <laughs> I didn't like it. Just just for grins and giggles. Oh, <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Flora, how was your week? My week has been full of stress. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> boxes, stress, and more boxes. Are the boxes the things causing you stress? Just, like, a bunch of stuff, I guess. I sent you that Snapchat of um, my relaxing fire. I was sitting by the fire. Yeah, you did. Um, And there was a 700-foot-tall machine next to my fireplace. Because even though I'm selling my house and I got an inspection done, uh, the electric company decided to take down all of my fences and install a new, like, 9,000-foot-tall electrical pole in my backyard. And then they didn't Weird. get it. And then they didn't get it done. So they're like, "Can we just leave this overnight?" And so I was like, "I guess." So then I was just like babysitting this machine they left in my backyard. I don't know, man. For context, the um, fire pit that Flora sent me a picture of was like the machine was probably like eight inches away from it. <laughs> like it couldn't have been more up in her business. It was literally all up in her business. Like, been- but you know what? It was like your own little iron giant. I have, like, a really small backyard, and just, like, the fact that that was even back there, I just can't. And then, yeah, it felt like he was kind of watching over me, but then it was also ominous to some kind of, like, robot uprising, because it was very big, and I felt like it could have Uh killed me at any moment. That's how I feel about people over six feet. (laughs) I just, every time I see one, I'm like, ugh. What are they capable of? What if... What are they they not capable of? I just have this, like, vision in my head of anyone over six feet tall coming up and picking me up and just throwing me, and that scares me. (laughs) Well, they can plot just, like, a normal tone of voice, and you're so fucking short you can't even hear it. That's so true. Dang it. Stop giving away clues about my identity. (laughs) My appearance. You're, like, one foot tall. Shh. (laughs) Damn you. (laughs) I lied. Your Your true height is one foot two inches i didn't say that out loud oh wait yeah don't forget the two inches <laughs> good god i worked hard for those <laughs> stilettos don't call me out how dare you uh, um how was your work week secrets you're working so i guess you had a work week laugh god you are really losing it aren't you no and i'm laying on the floor recording which i don't ever do so like my stomach is being pushed into the earth, so I feel like every noise I make is just like, <laughs> <laughs> You're just being supported by the earth. That's nice. It's something. Yeah, it is something. Uh, my week has been good and busy. Ooh. Uh-huh. I was walking along while I was cleaning the other day and stepped down and stepped into a puddle of urine and did that horrible thing where like your feet shoot out from under you and you sort of like slide like a goober across the floor yes that's what i did 
in a puddle of urine. Did you? I'm you just lucky just slid, I didn't fall. Right? Oh, okay, okay. I just okay. slid. Okay. I just slid. I did have a minor heart attack during the slide, but no other harm was done. Jeez, Louise. Apart from my really cool image, which was slightly harmed. That was that. like a close call. It was a close call. A near miss. A true near miss. Incident report. Near miss. Oh, you know what? Don't let the animals piss on it. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, but in other news, one of my animals did pee on my shoe today, so that was fun. (laughs) He was aiming for it. Oh, my God. Because he's an ass. He's an ass. That's the thing, people. Like, how often do you have someone in your life just come up and try to piss on your shoes? Right. Hopefully not that often. I know, but you know what? I feel like people, like, you'll be at Target customer service i could see it happening at Um, target customer service at walmart customer service maybe maybe don't slander the good lord's name (laughs) i worship target i'm just saying that i feel like they have to deal with some stuff yeah yeah but like i think someone purposefully pissing on your feet is probably pretty low on that list I think returns and exchanges are a little bit higher. I would quit. I think if some if a human pissed on my foot, anyway. Yeah, I would quit whatever I was doing. Whether I was whether I was grocery shop, I would just drop my groceries and leave. (laughs) Whether I was just walking down the street, I would just run the opposite way. (laughs) Be like, I quit. Bye. I can't. Bye. I've had enough. Bye. All right. Well, perfect pee segue into our animal of the week. So happy October, everyone. Rocktober, Socktober, Cocktober. Oh, it's getting PG (laughs) thirteen. Is that all a cock is? It's PG thirteen. They don't show those anywhere anymore. Well, we're not showing it. We're just talking about it. Oh, true, 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 true. Okay, yeah, it's like G. I was talking about. It's like G. It's basically like G. It's basically A. It's basically Y (laughs) seven. God, anyone that doesn't live in the U.S. is going to be like, what in the hell? (laughs) Okay, so the animal this week is the bat. Not just the bat, though, because it's October. So we went with the vampire bat. So spooky! Oh, my God. All right, so first and foremost, Flora, I know that you work with bats. I do, did. Or you did, yeah. What kind of bats did you work with? Um, I worked with non-vampire bats. I had fruit bats. Oh, okay. Well, that's fun. So they never did anything but scratch me and piss and shit on me. Oh. They did draw blood, but quit? they didn't slurp it. Oh. They just did it for fun. It wasn't for food. <laughs> so I quit. Yeah. I got pissed by a bat in my hair too many times. Probably like at least 30 over the course of several Ooh. years. It's a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I support you and your pee fetish okay i thought okay. you were gonna say you supported them i was like um duet no never so uh the vampire bat is a mammal it's a bat da, da, da. it is a bat remember it's that one, one of time the that only i said that ma- like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember i said that like birds are the only animals that flew or something and oh, you're like hey what about bats i'll never forget because it was the best day of my life <laughs> Yeah, this sure did come back and bite me in the ass, didn't it? <laughs> and I'm the one doing bats. Cool. cool, cool See, cool. we all live and we learn and then we get loves. Sponsored by loves. <laughs> <laughs> Is that underwear? Is it underwear? It's underwear for pooping. <laughs> What's loves? 
Diapers, dude. Oh. I don't have any fucking kids. I don't know. Well, I don't either. <laughs> well, you're putting diapers on somebody. <laughs> putting diapers on you next time I see you. Uh, Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Never visiting you ever again. I'll come to you. Oh, my God. Anywho. So these guys are Kingdom Anima- Animalia, Phylum, Chordata. They got them spinal cords. Spinal they are cords. mammals. Sick. They're in the order Chiroptera, which yes. all bats are in. Which I just love. I love that name, I Chiroptera. It, like, flows off the tongue really nicely, but also looks really cool. Yeah. Also, it kind of sounds like a hip-hop opera, which is my jam. Yeah. Isn't there, like, a big, spooky Godzilla monster that's, like, Cairo something? I don't know. I feel like you would be the one person on the planet that would know that. <laughs> so I would ask you that question. <laughs> Okay, I'll get I'll get get back to me. Give me okay, some time. sounds good. Cool, cool. Uh, bats are in the family something crazy. Phylostomidae, I think is how you say it, and then the Whoa. subfamily Desmodontinae, which I believe are only the vampire bats or the Desmodontinae. Okay, they're their okay. subfamily. Yes, uh, and then the Phylostomidae are the leaf-nosed bats. So we're going to go into a little bit about bats here so that you have some background. Some background. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody's laughing. I'm laughing. The room is so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Children are crying, actually. <laughs> Children are crying because people won't stop dropping pins they're, on them. They're it's silently horrible. crying and they hate it. <laughs> and dropping pins. Bats. Let's just get into it, right? They're not birds. They're mammals. And yeah. the reason being... They can fly, but it's not because they have regular bird wings. Um, they have mammal wings, which are their forelimbs, which have been adapted as wings. So it's sort of a different thing. Um, but, I mean, they got, like, the whole hairy skin. They got, like, the mammary glands. They got the internal reproduction. They've got all that stuff. So They got boobs. Looks like a bird. Flies like a bird. In the bird. Does it look like a bird? Looks like a bird if your eyes are closed. <laughs> if you're looking at a bird, it looks like a bird. If you're looking at anything but a bird, it looks like a bird. If you've never seen a bird, it looks like it a bird. It looks just like a bird. Oh, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. So many bats are considered insectivores, which means the majority of their diet is made up of insects, while the rest are frugivores, meaning they eat fruits. The only difference, or the only kind of outliers are the vampire bats which feed exclusively on blood amazing which is just as creepy as it sounds and actually it's what's known as hematophagy which is the feeding on blood amazing so they eat blood that's what their diet is which is just nuts to me that's nuts well it's just the fact that it's like a purely liquid diet is weird yeah they're always on right? that cleanse man that juice cleanse does anybody else just eat like sl- just like slurp up their food uh probably somebody Maybe, like, insects and stuff, right? Oh, true. They just, like, turn your skin to goo and then slurp it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, as mammals go, it's, like, usually we like to crunch on some stuff a little bit. Yeah. And the thing is, too, they even have teeth. Like, they don't have a lot of teeth, but they do have teeth. But well, it's not really used for chewing. It's we just know they have poking. teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting it PG-13. <laughs> Added some teeth? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so, generally speaking... Hematophagy is pretty uncommon, 
like we kind of talked about because it's all liquids and not only that but you have to like find some sort of host you're sort you're essentially a parasite you have to latch onto a host and sit there and drink its blood and in fact vampire bats will sit there and drink blood for like 30 minutes whoa yeah they spend a long time just slurping it up but you know what though it makes sense you don't want a little like brain freeze right a little blood freeze <laughs> go straight you gotta to your take brain. your time true that's true <laughs> but they're having to consume a large volume of that liquid which essentially for any other animal could lead to an overwhelming situation for the kidneys and bladder Okay. So vampire bats have had to overcome that. They've also had to overcome the risk of iron poisoning because right. there's iron in blood. And they have to overcome the fact that they're dealing with a lot of extra protein in their bodies because their entire diet is made of blood. So it's it's nuts. So there are a number of hypotheses as to how vampire bats actually evolved, mm -hmm. which was pretty interesting. So scientists think that they evolved from frugivorous bats, which are the bats that eat fruit. And they think they evolved specifically from those uh, fruit bats that have the sharpest teeth. So right. the ones that were specialized for piercing harder fruits, tend, they think are the ones that kind of led through many, many years of evolution and things yeah. like that to vampire bats. Like he was trying to slurp on that apple and then he's like, oop, this is a cow butt. Oh, it tastes good though. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they also hypothesize that the, these bats initially started feeding on parasites of larger animals uh, larger mammals in particular and then they just thought they would cut out the middleman yeah. the animal itself which is pretty efficient it's metal <laughs> it's pretty metal kind of going off of that they also thought that maybe they fed on like went to like insects too so like skipped from the parasites to the insects and they thought that maybe the insects themselves that the bats were feeding on were initially attracted to those animals that they had landed on because of wounds on the animals. Mm. So the bats themselves, they think, like, again, going from, like, parasite insect to the mammal itself and right. like, the wound itself, they're just like, oh, let's cut out all that nonsense. Let's just go to that open wound and start slurping. So then they think that they moved on to uh, preying on to small arboreal animals, uh, mammals in particular, and then they thought that maybe they moved on to um, ingesting the blood and flesh from open wound sites of larger animals since it was easier to get to when the larger animals didn't really notice them, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. All of that kind of comes together. They think that they, maybe that's how they came about. Yeah. So basically you're saying it's a slippery slope from me like going out and eating a hamburger to just becoming a cannibal. Like, one Pretty day much. I'm just going to cut out the middleman, right? I would say you're, like, two degrees separated from cannibalism at any time. Okay. That's what I... That's yeah. That's not the, very many. That's the message I was getting from all of that. That's the only cool. takeaway I got from that. <laughs> it's a slurpery slurp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, side note, if I ever had a vampire bat as a pet, or if I took care of one, because I don't think they would make very good pets, but if I took care of one in a zoo setting, I would try my darndest to name it Hannibal. Because uh, that's a very good name. It's such a good name. And then the other one would be just like Will Graham. And then Will Graham. All of the <laughs> Hannibal characters would just be all of my bets. <laughs> my bets. Hey, this is my um, vampire bet. His name is Will Graham. <laughs> um, okay, weird. One of our bets was like ancient. And so her name was Gollum. Because <laughs> she oh, I love looked that. exactly like Gollum. Yeah, no doubt. Bats looked all messed up, so we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, 
So anyways, scientists have guessed that the vampire bat lineage diverged from the rest of the bat families around 26 million years ago. Okay, but if they evolved from those bats, why are those bats still around? I'm not going to (laughs) talk about Daddy in this episode. (laughs) Daddy wasn't invited to this. Daddy wasn't invited. If you have questions for Daddy, you can contact him yourself. (laughs) Via seance. Via seance. (laughs) And also Skype does it too. (laughs) (laughs) There are three extant vampire bat species oh wow yeah there's the common vampire bat okay the (laughs) the white winged vampire bat and my personal favorite the hairy legged vampire bat yes that one's me letting it all hang out hairy legs no shave november every day of the year (laughs) every day of my life (laughs) but also listen to this listen to the scientific name of the fuck yeah, he's really cute. Look at or listen to the scientific name of the common vampire bat. Okay. It's Desmodus rotundus. <laughs> <laughs> he's a round. So he's boy. also extremely relatable. He's a he's just a round boy. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just side. What are those little like? Do you know that little like Yeti statue or it's like some kind of like Hallmark, like little Yeti bear or something? Little Hallmark thing. Uh, no. I have no idea. That sounds like a cursed image. You know how they just have, like, little statues at Hallmark? No, I don't. I've never seen a collection of statues at Hallmark. I you also don't never go to Hallmark. Into a Hallmark. <laughs> Where do you buy your Christmas ornaments? Where do you buy all your little statues? <laughs> what are you going to do with all these precious moments? Uh, no. Um, no. I, I don't something... know what you're talking about. In the back of my brain, it's fuzzy and it's white, and it looks like this bat, this what? hairy-legged bat. What? It's what? like this little white fuzzy yeti thing. I gotta text my mom. White? <laughs> I swear to God, it's like a. What else would it be? Maybe it's like a kid in a coat, but in my head, a kid in a coat. It's a little yeti. I don't know. <laughs> Is it that um, Mark Ryden painting that I have? Oh, you do. Oh, you do have a painting of a white yeti. Don't I you? do. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's listened to our previous episode, Flora has a Mark Ryden painting, and I also have one. And they are actually haunted portals connecting each other, which is it's the perfect time to talk about it since it is October. That's so true. So her painting is of this like tiny little like dark yeti man who's offering this like doll, this like porcelain doll, these three medium yams. My portrait is there's this other. Looks like an Icelandic, perhaps, porcelain doll woman hanging out on the ground. And by woman, I mean young girl. And she's, like, just laying in the snow on the ground. And there's a giant um, white-haired yeti just standing on her. Crushing her. Just in the middle of the circle. Well, she looks fine. Circle. She's, like, not getting crushed. Yeah, she doesn't seem, like, that <laughs> upset about it. Okay, yeah, I'll never find this. So I made it up or something. But somehow I got turned around to that, you know, that little like white fuzzy thing that's like in memes all the time where it's like hands are spread out. It's like sitting on a box. Yes. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Come on. Give me. Yeah, the thing that has like its hands sit, like up in the air, like, come on. Yes, throw me like a yes. single bone here. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Thank I'll you. throw you too. Okay, well. I'm going to text my mom about that Yeti. You just keep talking about bats. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep talking about bats. <laughs> Fruit bats 
have sort of longer shaped muzzles, the area where their like mouth and nose is to kind of get biting into that fruit. So they just kind of get in there and they dig around, they just chew on it and bite into it. However, vampire bats have shorter uh, muzzles and that makes sense, right? Because they got to like essentially like shove their nose into the animal that they're going to start feasting on and then start chomping down. And so they can't have a big old nose in the way because they got to get them little teefers in. That makes sense. So that's why their face looks all messed up. That's why their face is all fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. That makes sense, though. What? No, that's smart of them to just crush their face. Yeah, that's how I feast, so. The common vampire bat has a specialized thermoreceptor in its nose, which helps the bat in locating the areas in the animal where the blood flows close to the skin. Whoa. So it's essentially just sort of like sniffing around and it can detect where like the blood's pumping right up near the surface of the skin so that it can just like latch on there and start sucking away. God, why don't we have that for drawing blood? They always stab me like 75 times. Yeah, I know. Or like roll the vein. Yeah. No thanks. Um, Good question. Maybe let's get some bats in here. Hey, doctors, do you ever fucking think about bats? <gasps> Using I just bats? had a perfect pun. So people that draw blood are phlebotomists, right? They should be called phlebatomists, and they'd be little vampire bats. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's so good. (laughs) It's career day. (laughs) God. (laughs) The vampire bat has its front teeth, which are longer, and they're specialized for cutting and, like, piercing. Right. While the back teeth are quite a bit smaller than kind of any other bat species. They could work at Claire's, too. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They're super versatile. Little, like, ear piercer? Yeah. They really are. Any piercing you need done. Or just, like, a staple remover? Oh, that's exactly what their teeth look like. <laughs> yeah. If we ever need to get bats jobs, I think we're set. Like, there's, they don't have any worries because we've got jobs for them. Yeah, the Bat Career Center by Flora and Fauna. That's Amazing. our new calling. If this podcast thing ever doesn't work out, that's I know what we're, we're doing. Do. Copyright. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> TM, 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 So there's this thing in the vampire bat called the inferior colliculus, which is part of the bat brain that processes sound. And it's said that this is very good. This part of the brain is very good at detecting breathing sounds of sleeping animals. What? So, like, they can just sort of, like, sense by hearing in a weird way, like, so where their prey is. They're Santa. They hear you when yeah, you're sleeping. I think a lot of they know when you're awake. Pretty much. I think a lot of it is like, um, you know, like vampire mythical monster rules. True. So like science is only going to be able to explain so much. Right. You're just going to have to step into the unknown with me. Right. Like the fact that we still don't know why they can't come in unless you bite them in. I mean, that's just something we'll just never know. I think it's because they're polite, but what do I know? What do you know? Not a lot. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Most other bats, most other bat species don't or aren't actually able to maneuver that well on land because, I mean, they're adapted to flying around, so right. they don't do Their so great. little leggies like, aren't really leggies. <laughs> no, not really. They're sort of just like a pod that they land on sometimes and use for grasping. Uh, but the vampire bat, on the other hand, can actually do pretty well maneuvering on land. They can walk around, they can jump, and it says they can even run. And it, they do this by using a, like, very unique bounding gait, quote-unquote, where their forelimbs are kind of generating all of the force. Oh, my God. Is there a video on the yeah. internet? 
I've I'm sure there is somewhere. Vampire running. Vamp- oh, well, it's a vampire bat. They put him on a treadmill <laughs> and took a video of it. <laughs> no. Science. <laughs> Science. What the fuck? Oh, my God. It looks like the fucking Cloverfield monster. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. It looks just like that movie. Did you see that movie? <laughs> no, see, I didn't. You never saw Cloverfield? That's a good movie. I owned it on DVD until I gave it <laughs> gave it away. Oh, so not anymore. Yep. Whoa. Well, you just spoiled the end, didn't you? The monster's at the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, it is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeing what I see? Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's very bad. I like the little treadmill that they gave him, though. It's He's cute. sort of like a frog meets a mouse. Oh, my God. It's... But, like, if he was inside out and forced to run on a treadmill. That's crazy looking, man. I don't ever want to see that coming at me. Especially if it was, like, human-sized. Holy God. I don't know why it would be. Well, but they're just... not human-sized, so don't worry about that. That's I mean, not... just in case ever, in case there ever was one, I d- wouldn't want it near me. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let it know if that ever happens. Thanks. Like, if it comes into our job center, like, you're going to have to handle that one. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, I got it covered. You can go on break. Thanks. Perfect. So there are a lot of other sort of science-y things that makes vampire bats unique in the way that they detect prey. They can use infrared radiation, which helps them um, locate blood hotspots on their prey. And they also can tune uh, to, it says a TRP channel. Oh my god, what? (laughs) Yeah, it's um, apparently like a heat-sensitive sort of thing i don't really know you guys can look into it if you want to i did not because i chose to focus on vampire bats running on treadmills instead (laughs) but yeah it has to do all about with like thermal activation and it there's like trans uh transcripts of genes and splicing and stuff like that so science is your thing look it up because it's pretty cool whoa but fun fact they're the only vertebrates apart from boas pythons and pit vipers that are capable of detecting infrared radiation Oh, yeah, they're like a freaky, hairy, flying snake. Whoa. Yeah, they're only little science boys. They got an A-plus in science, and they're taking it into the world to do something with it. That's wicked. They're set up for a really good career as a phlebotomist so far. Excuse me, a phlebotomist. (laughs) (laughs) Got that science background on lock. A phlebotomist. I just think they're real cute. Like, I don't... They are really cute. Yeah, the uh, hairy-legged one is really cute. Oh, yeah. It's by far my favorite. Yeah, he's got little, sure. like, like little clover ears. Kind he just of. looks just really cute. innocent. I know. He's like, hey, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> Can I? Got any jobs for me? <laughs> Do you got a paperclip you need taken out? Because I got, I got some free time. <laughs> you need, you need a blood sample? I'll help you out. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, he's cute. Vampire bats are pretty social. They live in colonies. Nice. Um, upwards of, I want to say what I read was anywhere between like 30 to 100. I don't know. If nice. someone knows, if we can narrow that down at all, let me know. I think but that's kind of the big range that I found. It is a big range. Yeah. And they live in those colonies in dark places like caves, wells, old buildings, wherever. Your basement. Under bridges, <laughs> stuff like that. Basement. Under your bed. Yeah, like Transylvania, all that kind of stuff. Nosferatu's house. Yeah, but Transylvania only so much as it is present in Central and South America because that's where they live. <laughs> Just that one I little bit they're not that, in Europe that anywhere. Transylvania bought and that they own. Yes, 
Yeah, Transylvania in Peru. You know the place. Yeah, they are native to Central and South America, and they are commonly found in arid to humid tropical and subtropical areas. Nice. That sounds like a good place to live. Yeah. I know, isn't that cute? <laughs> as far as their social structure goes, the they tend to have what's known as roosting bats which are Mm. composed primarily of the females and their offspring and then just a couple adult males and those males are known as resident males whereas there's a separate group of uh, male vampire bats and those are known as non-resident males Mm. so i think the whole idea is that again if anyone knows better than me let me know but i think they just kind of like try to sneak in there and breed with the females and then the resident males are like no back off bro and the other boys do their boy thing and that's what it is boy thing boy thing but it is kind of a harem situation so gotcha pretty cool it kind of like makes sense that they would live socially because like if you're feasting off of a cow like it's not like oh we gotta compete for food like yeah all seven million of us can can suck on this cow and he's like not even gonna notice (laughs) yeah well and actually uh they have the unique adaptation in that they share food okay i'll go on about that (laughs) i'm okay confused uh yeah no i mean they said they share food so okay they both snack on the same thing or like he spits blood into somebody else's mouth oh it's the latter it's definitely the latter which means the last one (laughs) yes that means the second one that you said so they're throwing blood up if they need to uh uh-huh no way that's why i was silent because i was like is she just saying that the same thing I said, or is she saying that they do this thing that I can't believe they do? And it was that one. Oh my god! Yeah, it was the one. It was the crazy one. They can only survive uh, upwards of two to three days without eating their meal of blood. Wow! And so, if they don't get it within those two or three days, then they'll die. Shit! And because it can be really difficult to find food every night, especially if you're in your whole colony and whatever, things are scarce. Uh, then sometimes they will beg, quote unquote, another bat for food. And so if they go out on their own, they don't find anything and they come back to the colony and other bats have feasted, they'll go up and beg to them for food. So the bat that's being begging from, what? (laughs) Begged from? Begged from? The, it's not begging. (laughs) (laughs) The bat that done ate. (laughs) That boy. Will look. To the begging bat, and they can choose to regurgitate some of the blood that they have taken in, yeah, to help the other member of the colony. And since they have such a tight knit colony, a lot of times that's what happens, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. Fauna, I would throw up blood for you. Oh, I definitely would to you as well, and not for anybody else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no one else. That you're literally the only person I would do that for, and the only person. Um, that would publicly know about it because it's a secret. <laughs> Don't tell you, dirty secret. But it's no, I'm getting really like secret. um, like bee vibes from these things, you know. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. I can see that. Cause they're like helping each other out. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, there's still kind of a discord within the scientific community about whether this sort of donor to beg relationship is actually like altruistic, or if it's sort of like in the process of forming cooperative relationships they don't really know right Uh, like they don't know if it like is actually for them 
aiding them and benefiting one another for those reciprocal relationships or if it's more of like the beggars are harassing the donors and And the donors are like fine go away yeah so they're not really sure what the correlation versus causation is on that regard but i still think it's pretty cool plus i just love social animals because they're always so interesting yeah to talk about i love them i uh was watching a netflix show last night (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is related i swear and it was called dark tourist and this guy does like weird weird tour like weird tourist destinations i guess and he went Mm -hmm. to new orleans and he talked to like this man that was a vampire (laughs) and it was so dumb oh that's really weird (laughs) um he took like a little razor blade and like cut this man's back and then he just like slurped out of this man's back and then these other people were like we're vampires and then he just like used a little like finger poke and like poked this girl who had gargantuan boobs her like finger and then the the guy the host he's like so is it like sexual and the guy's like yes <laughs> and so basically they're just like bony <laughs> not each surprising other. so i don't really think they're real vampires that's all i have to say about that that was yucky i don't like it <laughs> it was yucky to watch he just like went to town this man's back i don't i don't like that it was fucking <laughs> weird Another cool thing that has to do with their socialization with one another is they have been observed grooming each other in social grooming settings. And a lot of times this typically only happens between the females and their offspring, but it can happen between the adult females as well. Hmm. And a lot of times they see it in conjunction with food sharing. Oh. So like those ones that are barfing up blood for you, you're probably going to go groom it later. Which yeah. like, scratch your back, you barf in my mouth. <laughs> kind of those things. Kind of those things. Kind of those things. We all know how that goes. Sure in addition, do. the um, some vampire bats, they are hypothesizing, can actually identify and keep tabs on the positions of their other bats in their colonies. So they can, like, through a special type of um, calling. Okay. Because they're mm-hmm. pretty so they noisy, can, like, right? They are, yeah. They use that whole little, like bat chatter i don't know if there's a specific like that's what it is i don't know what the like scientific term for it is but that's what it was <laughs> yep it's bat it's the bat in my room that wasn't me i have a bat in here and i oh squeezed cute. it <laughs> you squeeze no you're so mean why would you do that i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't have answers for you <laughs> Okay, great. Uh, let's get into the feeding strategy of bats because yeah. that's the coolest part. So we already know that they feed on blood and they only hunt when it's completely dark outside. Right? So adds to the spooky factor by like a thousand. But they're totally not blind. Did we already say that? Are they blind? <laughs> uh, not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. It says that the majority of their like sensory abilities are through the use of hearing though yeah they, they have like thermal receptors they have that infrared radiation receptor they have they emit low energy sound pulses um so they kind of like go off of a lot of different senses not necessarily purely their vision which makes sense right because they're hunting it in the dark yeah i don't think <laughs> so. there's like i mean maybe there's like one species of bat that are blind but like they're not blind no i don't think i think it's pretty rare that any animal is actually blind like totally blind unless they like, like live even those that you think are like blind always. yeah they can like you know they can detect light or whatever oh true but, true true. but that like blind is yeah. a bat saying is bollocks yeah that's pretty dumb <laughs> dumb they're not blind they're just not they don't have gray eyesight they definitely need like a bunch of glasses stacked on top of each other just a bunch of glasses 
You know what, though? I can relate. God damn. <laughs> they probably have better eyesight than you, honestly. Things are getting serious in the fauna household. <laughs> I can barely see. <laughs> I can't even see anything anymore. I am transitioning into a bat. It's been wonderful knowing you. But no, my fruit bats had dope vision because they eat fruit. It's like, they need to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you can't echolocate a fucking... Not at this time, Apple. no. My hearing is also not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing well on the bat front. <laughs> the common vampire bat has been observed feeding primarily on the blood of mammals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that includes humans. Uh-oh. While the hairy-legged vampire bat and the white-winged vampire bat have been seen mostly feeding on birds. Mm. They're going after the birds. Wow. And then the common vampire bat are going after That seems the like mammals. harder to do. A bird? Yeah, yeah, I would think so, too. Mm-hmm. Where do you... How? They got feathers in the way. Stealth. Suck on their f- toes, I guess. Yeah, also on stealth. Their toes. <laughs> also stealth. <laughs> stealth and, and they go for the toes. That's the, the one-two <laughs> combo. <laughs> when the common vampire bat detects a host, they will land on the ground and approach it. So they'll actually... Land on the ground and then like crawl like the grudge animal toward no, it. No, I don't yeah, like sort of that. Just, like, ee, 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 and crawl toward it, and then they use that thermoreceptor on their nose, and that helps them to find the warm spot on their skin to bite. And so, if you remember, that thermoreceptor is looking for the the blood that's close to the surface of the skin. Yeah. So they sort of just like snoot around until they find it, and then they chomp down. And then when they chomp down, they use their front little sharp teeth to make a small incision. And then they just start slurping up the blood. That's crazy. But they just mm-hmm. have like a tongue, they, right? They don't do like a tuber thing. No, as far as I'm aware, they it's have a like tongue. It's like a regular mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I found this really interesting too. If the vampire bat is looking to feed on an animal where there's a lot of fur, like on the skin of the animal, mm-hmm. then they can't. They would have just, like, a mouthful of fur, and they're not going to be able to get into the right. actual blood because they just got a teeny little mouth. So what they do is they'll actually just shave the host. They'll, like, Amazing. shave the animal. And the way that they do that is they use their canine and their cheek teeth, it's called, the ones toward the back. <laughs> and they just use it to sort of just, like, give them a quick shave, and then they chomp. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what happened to you, Bob? Who shaved your back? Oh, dude. There's bats. <laughs> Homie, I done got slurped. <laughs> They shaved me, and it's, now I'm ugly. Last night was wild. This bat ran at me. <laughs> this guy just, like, scuttled up and shaved me. It was horrible. <laughs> he didn't even feed on me. He just left. <laughs> it was too hairy. Too hairy, Bob. <laughs> Another thing I found really cool was that their upper incisors, the ones that they use to actually chomp down and make the incision to slurp up the blood, Yeah, it doesn't have any enamel on them. None of them do. So they, oh. it keeps those teeth permanently sharp wicked yeah and there's a note here that says that in fact they're so sharp that if <laughs> that you, you wrote like, in a, yeah right that um they're so sharp that if they if you're handling like a, a vampire bat skull in a museum or some other collection or whatever and you're not careful it can like slice your finger open whoa those teeth yeah want want <laughs> Whoa. So this is probably the coolest fact that I found that I didn't know because I was like, okay, if they're just going to like 
chomp open an animal and start slurping its blood, you know, they're, they're just going to be, like, covered in blood, especially if they're, like, finding a really good vein or whatever, right. you know, because they're just going to be, like, bathed in blood, but right. that doesn't really happen. So, the reason that that doesn't happen is due to their saliva. They have a special type of saliva that they just actively, like, insert into the wound, but also just covers their mouth, and it's an anticoagulant, mm. so it keeps the blood from clotting, um, so it keeps it flowing, but it also means that they're able to just, like, constantly drink it. Like, right. they're not having to sit there and, I don't know, just get, like, sprayed in the face or whatever. They can just, like, guzzle it down. Yeah. So they essentially just, like, open their throat and shotgun this animal. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a fucking juice box. Pretty much. What are those, uh, guzzlers? Those <laughs> what the fuck? Why can't I think Guzzlers? Of- <laughs> Why can't I think of a single thing? <laughs> guzzlers. What was that juice box that had, like, the face on it, and then there was, like, they're really tall and skinny? Oh, like the Kool-Aid one? Like yeah, the- you, like, crack the top open. Yeah, it was, like, Kool-Aid slurpers. I don't know, man. It wasn't guzzlers. <laughs> I don't think it was guzzlers. Jammers? Was it that? Kool-Aid jammers. Can anyone tell us? It's not. Those are just cool. Those are the Kool Aid packets. I want the Kool Aid Man, but not the Kool Aid Man. I want the juice, juice bottle man. <laughs> oh, okay. Why is my life like this? Why can't? Why does my brain work for not anything? Why it not work good? I don't know. Um, but I think I you'll play probably Sudoku. identify with this. <laughs> I do what I'm supposed to. I play Sudoku. <laughs> God damn it. You know what? The world will never know because it's gone. I googled juice man and now there's just pictures of men drinking juice. <laughs> that was the wrong thing to Google. God. I don't know why you thought that that would Damn give you it. the result you're looking for. Because they were like little men. They had little faces. You could have put Kool-Aid in there. I don't, Get those keywords in there for it. Damn. I don't think it was Kool-Aid. I think it was Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid man drink. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> This isn't working. I don't think it was Kool-Aid. They were like off-brand men. Off-brand juice men. They were Kool-Aid bursts. Is that what you're talking about? Kool-Aid The one where you like snap the lid off? Yes. Yeah. But it had a man face. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, they're, um, are these the ones with the men's faces? See, there must have been an off-brand. Squeeze it! It's squeeze it. <laughs> it's the knockoff. I don't know why you're going on about like trying to find this man juice that you drank. Squeeze it. We were poor and I think we drank squeeze it. But here's the <laughs> thing. It's just like vampire bat. Okay. Yeah. That was a long way around to I know, that. I'm sure. just delirious. I can't. Okay. Continue with the bat facts. I am ready. Okay. Great. The typical vampire bat weighs around 40 grams, but in a, when they're consuming their meal, they consume upwards of 20 grams Holy of Batman. blood <laughs> in a 20-minute feeding session. Jeez, that's how I They consume I eat, half honestly. of their body. Yeah. Yeah, they just slurp up that slushy and in 20 minutes. Whoa. It's crazy. And so we talked a little bit of, earlier about, like, how can they do that if they're, like you know, not overwhelming their kidneys and bladder and, like, not getting iron poisoning and all that kind of stuff. So it's facilitated by their anatomy, the way that they're evolved, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do it. So they're able to rapidly process and digest the blood, uh, which means that they can actually just, like, peace out and fly away as soon as they're done eating. 
Wow. They're not just sitting there like a little Full. roly-poly, which yeah. like, ugh, that's goals because I eat a burrito and I can't move for the next six hours. I gotta take a nap. I gotta, I gotta go to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta take a quick nap. Yeah, their stomach lining will quickly absorb the water that's present in the plasma of the blood. And then it's transported to the kidneys and then to the bladder for excretion, which happens like all in quick succession. Or in my head. It actually says here that the vampire bat can start to pee within two minutes of feeding. They start peeing out the, the like water of wow. the plasma within two minutes of starting to feed. Jeez. And so all of this. Um, so you stab like, me and you drink my blood and now you're pissing on me. Yeah, you're pissing my old blood off me. me. <laughs> I, I hate you this. You also shaved me. <laughs> so they are, you know, peeing out the essential, like, liquid of the blood, and then as they're actively feeding, and then that means when they're done, they're just, like, light as ever, and they can just peace out. Um, but they still have obtained upwards of 20, it says 20 to 30% of their entire body weight in blood. Jeez. So even though they're peed out a lot of it, they got to... They still got a lot it's left in them. It's a little blood bag now. Yeah. And so this is one of my favorite things. This next line, it says, to take off from the finished feeding, because of all that extra weight, the bat has to generate extra lift to get themselves in the air. Because once they're in the air, they can just kind of soar. Right. But to get that extra lift, they have to like crouch down and then just fling themselves into the air. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing? And then once they're finished feeding, they will head back to their roost and settle down and go to sleep and digest their meal and all that kind of stuff. And actually, it's the microbiome in their gut that helps them digest the meal and keep them from getting iron poisoning. Whoa. I know. It's nuts. So humans are occasionally hunted by vampire bats. It's not super common, but like... If you're hanging around long enough, that little thing's going to scuttle up to you and start sucking away. So. I think that would be so cool. <laughs> to just get slurped. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah dude, it would be pretty cool. That bit me. I mean, they're super, I think they carry, like, a lot of shit because they're sucking on everybody's blood. Like, yeah. disease-wise, maybe. But but just, like, imagine if you, like, shaved your eyebrow and just, like, sucked it there. <laughs> you're like, oh, man. What an face. ass. That's what, what that one was gunning eyebrow. for when it fucking flew into your face. He'd be like a punk bat. He's like, ha ha, gotcha. <laughs> that guy looks like an idiot. Ha <laughs> <laughs> moron. <laughs> There's obviously the risk of different infectious diseases if humans are bit by bats. Oh, the main shit. one being rabies. Yeah, and that's actually one that's been documented, though it is pretty rare. I think the example that I have here says that in 2010, four children in Peru died after being bitten, presumably Ooh. due to rabies. Right. From the bat, so... Not so great. It's estimated that only 0.5% of vampire bats carry rabies. Okay. Though, so you're probably good. And those that do are just kind of exhibit all the normal signs of rabies of being like Ooh. weird and clumsy and yeah can't really fly and stuff like that. So maybe just like give that guy a wide berth right. if you see him. Be like, eh, he's not doing so great. Let's go away. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go down the other block. Thanks. Let's go away and kind of going back to that anticoagulant in their saliva it's called or they have actually um humans have developed it into an anticoagulant for humans mm. so they have been able to figure out a way to apply it to situations that humans might need it and it's a drug called desmodoplase i think is how you say it um but yeah it just uses their saliva oh, and like does it's like named yeah, it's like based them. off their scientific yeah their scientific name and uh, it uses the anticoagulant properties of their saliva of wow. the common vampire bat. 
and the application they're looking at is potentially increasing blood flow in stroke patients. So when you have a stroke, obviously, like, you have the blood clot and it, like, disrupts the blood flow and that's when you get, like, nerve tissue dying and stuff like that. So they're looking at immediately administering this drug to keep uh, the vessels from constricting so that blood continues flowing and there's less necrosis, which is pretty darn cool in my opinion. Yeah. Jeez. Mm -hmm. They can do everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty (laughs) cool. (laughs) Oh, you asked earlier about how, like, the white-winged and the hairy leg vampire bat will feed on birds yeah i found an article apparently i think it was like um it was a transcript of an interview on pbs <laughs> that i found amazing but this like bat feeding expert which was really cool amazing but she said that the white vein vampire bat will climb along the underside of a branch to feed on the toes of a bird <gasps> it's slurping the toes we knew it <laughs> just nibbling on them toes well they're just like taking a nap <laughs> yeah the hairy legged vampire bat will land on a bird and hide in the feathers Good grief. So he must be kind of little. I know. Or he's going after big birds. There's like this weird hairy tick. That's exactly what this lady said. She said, so it's like a giant tick. I'm that unquote. lady. That's <laughs> my secret that identity. It's me. I'm a bat yes. feeding expert. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I like them better because they don't stick their heads inside your body. Well, none of the bats really do. But ticks do. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I was like, God, no, the bats don't do that. <laughs> But tick do, and I do not like. I talked a little bit about how, like, they weigh around 40 grams, and then they feed upwards of half of their body weight in 20 grams. Mm -hmm. But to put that into context, it's only about a tablespoon of blood. Oh, wow. That's not very much. But they're also teeny tiny. Right. Wow. So, you know. Yeah, that's nothing. They can have some of that. That's a big old bowl of soup is what that is. Don't put it on a gremlin. Unrelated. 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 <laughs> Unrelated. <laughs> Go listen to our Patreon episodes. <laughs> uh, All right, so let's get to, into the elephant in the room here. Vampire bats. How are they related to vampires? They are vampires. Yeah, actually. How are vampires? Uh, which related came to first? Bat? Wait. Which came first, though? The vampire or the vampire bat? How about that one? Darwin did, <laughs> and he made all of us at the same time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I want to say. That the vampire bat came first. Ah, no, it's the reverse. What? The monster came first. The legend of the vampire came first, and then the bat was named after the monster. Oh. Oh. Mm -hmm. But the discovery of the bat was before the monster? Or no? You're saying, like, we created vampires without knowing that there was, like, an animal that sucked blood with big, sharp teeth? Uh, well, like, the legend of vampires kind of came about in, like, a long history in and of itself. But, kind of, yes. Like, the bats existed. They existed for a really long time. And then, um, it was actually the Europeans, I believe, that came up with, like, the legend of vampires. I went into a little bit of the backstory of vampires because I was curious. But, they're the ones that first developed that sort of mythology. And then, when they went over to Central and South America and they found this bat, they're like, oh, we've got the perfect name for it. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, shit, it's real. This is it. (laughs) Yes. We done did it. (laughs) It's like a thought police or something. You, like, think it and it, like, came into existence. Yeah. But it is tricky because it's only been until recently the vampire bats were actually part of that mythology at all. Mm, Right. They weren't really always well, there like nosferatu is like og vampire movie and he didn't turn into no goddamn bat 
Uh, no, he did not that I'm aware of. No, I don't think he did. No, but it was referenced in the 1897 Bram Stoker novel Dracula that Dracula mm-hmm. turns into a bat, and so all of the uh, film adaptations included that as well. So I think that's kind of where it yeah. got its legs. But it is interesting because, like I said, all of them are found in Central and South America. So people aren't really sure how far it went back because, like, the legend of vampires go back for so long that they always just thought that the vampire back was, like, endemic to that legend and that lore. But that wasn't the case. They are pretty – they're relatively new because when they found them, they're like, oh, crap, this would be tight as hell if they just flapped and turned into this thing and flew away. That'd be cool. But, I mean, generally speaking, their bite really isn't that harmful to people. It just sort of, they just right. sort of shave you and suck on you for a little bit, and then you're done. Yeah. Weird. But um, kind of similar to that lore, which, again, I'm sure those people are just, like, shitting themselves, their bite mark does leave, like, that classic kind of two-pronged bite mark on the skin. So yeah. it's teeny tiny, granted, but still, you're like, oh, darn, that was a little vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go, dude. It's a little baby vamp. Because, yeah, Nosferatu has, like, his teeth, his sharper teeth are, like, his front teeth. I mean, all his teeth yes. are sharp, but his, like, sharpy sharps are the, his front teethers. Well, I think that's been, like, all of the vampires, right? I mean, Nosferatu is probably, like, the best example of what, like, a vampire bat teeth, well, I don't know, just in grotesque proportions, but, like, kind of what they're going for, right? Because mm-hmm. you need, like, those and, like, nothing else, whereas all the right. other vampires have, like, amazing straight teeth. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. Everything is where it should be, and then yes. they got these little canines yeah 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 yeah. they just really need like the poker ones and then they're all good honestly though you nailed it when you said it was that little staple remover that's what it looks like (laughs) it is it is so i wanted to get into the point in which we talk about because there aren't really famous vampire bats but there are famous vampires and since they're like essentially the same thing i thought we could like talk about some of them you know yes so like obviously the og dracula Edward like Cullen. set the bar <laughs> and he set the bar high <laughs> yes <laughs> followed by the new generation og <laughs> yes 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 um dracula i did i did want to bring up um yeah nosferatu because he was pretty cool and then and he's in spongebob <laughs> yes he is yeah yeah that scared me so much when he's, like, turning the lights on and off. Yes. I don't know. And they're like, <laughs> oh, Nosferatu. Why are you in there? Oh, I did want to mention one of my favorite uh, famous vampires from, you know, just, like, ancient folklore and has been around for years and kind of set the bar mm-hmm. as far as vampires go. Uh, her name is Draculara. <laughs> <laughs> she is in high school. She's the daughter of Dracula. She's in Monster Motherfucking High. Who's her mommy? Just like another vampire. I don't know. Someone. One of the vampires. Some lady. Dracula's wives. Dracula has the best fashion. Oh, really good. Yeah. The like high collar, the widow's peak, the porcelain skin. <laughs> yeah. The She's pink crazy and black. accent. <laughs> yes, she does. She has a Transylvanian accent. She's ridiculous. Yeah. I think my favorite vampire movie is Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Yeah. Did I don't ever... think he was a vampire. I think he was a vampire hunter, right? Yeah, dude, but it's about him hunting Dracula. Have you never seen oh, Van Helsing? Oh, I thought you said he was a vampire. No, I said my favorite vampire movie is Van Helsing. Oh. Oh. Please. Really? That's a very bad movie. Um, what? 
No, not. <laughs> I love that movie. I watch it all the time when I'm sick. See, that's why. It's because you're why delusional like and you're delirious. It has a really good Dracula in it. Like, he's yeah, so it is cool. pretty. It's a pretty good Dracula. He's got like those hot brides. Yeah, no, I love Dracula. Them hot brides. Hey, remember when Gary Oldman was Dracula? <laughs> no. When did he do that? Oh, yeah, he was in that movie. He was in Dracula. Was like he was like he did it. <laughs> but there was also Keanu Reeves was also in that movie. And like, if we're talking about vampires, he's actually a vampire because he is actually immortal. I don't think I've even seen Bram Stoker's Dracula. Out of all no, no, things. I'm talking about Keanu Reeves now. <laughs> I'm We've got onto the real beat of I'm the conversation. I'm five steps behind because I'm Googling pictures. Okay, but you need to Google a picture of Keanu Reeves from 20 years ago Keanu and then a picture of him now oh, and tell me that's not the same Dracula. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what a twist that they cast actual Dracula in the Dracula movie, not as Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that's some, talk like, about a miscast ironic or something is that irony i don't know it's something yeah certainly is something Missed Oper- well he probably they probably cast him as dracula and he's like uh, too close to home and then he's like i'll take another role thanks the producers are like oh sorry dude almost blew your cover he's like it's okay i'll just play this other dude who's not dracula <laughs> play i'll play this- anyone but dracula how about that <laughs> how about that? his contract anyone but dracula <laughs> anyone but myself this is not a biography but, like, do you agree that he's a vampire? Because this is important. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll buy in to that. Okay, cool. Oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about their conservation situation. I was so excited to talk about Keanu Reeves as a vampire that I just <laughs> skipped right over it. Do you want to take a guess at their conservation situation? I think they're fine because there's no lack of blood anywhere. Yeah, there's always going to be blood. They're least concerned. They're doing just fine. Sick. They've got stable and, like, populations. Nobody wants to like tear down a cave. Like that seems like really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably one of the hardest things to like physically tear down. So when no one a writer if you're thinking about Dracula? it. Plus bats can just like hang out anywhere. If it's dark and there's a crevice, they're there. There's right. always gonna be crevices and right. it's gonna be dark at least half the time. So they're good. Mm-hmm. Damn. Imagine be that being your home. You like go to a realtor and you're like hey i'm looking to like buy a home can i get like a dark crevice and they're like oh yeah we got the perfect place for you we've got ten thousand options hey guess what i'm disappointed in you because you did not even mention marceline the vampire queen oh she's very very good i'm disappointed in you you should have also mentioned her okay well she's i the just best vampire. did she is the best vampire <laughs> and her dad sucks because he ate her fries fuck you dad yeah yeah and like similar to that vampire lore marceline could drink blood but she chooses to drink the color red instead because that's where she gets her nutrients she's a babe she's a she's a mega babe she's so cool she's really cool all right folks that's all i got that was a vampire bat i hope it was as spooky as you dreamed it would be i'm gonna have nightmares about it running (laughs) i and (laughs) yeah that's a million years bad did not know that it spent so much time horizontal and i hate it (laughs) yeah it's pretty bad i found i don't think it was on wikipedia this time but i found a size comparison you know our favorite shadow man from wikipedia is always great at telling us like how big things are compared to him but i found this on a different site it was like a size comparison of the bat with a common household object and it was a teacup and it was just like flying next to a teacup which i thought was really cute it was like spooky tea time (laughs) so we may have to include that (laughs) Spooky tea. 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. We hope you learned some cool stuff and had a good time chilling with us. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to check out our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything. Check it all out. It's, It's under our name. Search for our name. You'll find it. It's there. We've got cool stuff there. Check it out. (laughs) It's worth it. As we mentioned in all of our episodes, we are available on every podcasting platform. So please tell your friends, family, neighbors, favorite vampires, Mm. Keanu Reeves. Mm. Tell all of them. (laughs) Tell all of them to listen. Keanu Reeves with your immortal self and all of your money sponsor us. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That's the end of this episode. If any of you haven't seen it on any of our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, we are doing a giveaway. We recently reached they recently reached (laughs) ten thousand downloads of this podcast that we do, which is amazing. You guys are so cool. You guys are insane. You guys are all insane. Check yourselves in. (laughs) Something's up. go to the doctor to celebrate we wanted to give back to all of you so the rules of this contest are pretty simple just all you have to do to enter is be become a patron go to patreon.com slash keeper chat become a patron of this podcast and you will automatically be entered into one of the three giveaways in fact all of the three giveaways you're not going to win three times but you'll be entered into every single one of them yeah which is pretty cool All of the prizes that we're giving away are from conservation organization recommendations that we received from all of you. So we're really excited to give back. All of the money that we're going to be spending is going to a good place, and we're excited to give you guys some prizes, and thank you all for listening. Yeah. It's going to be great. Stick around to the end of this episode, and we'll announce this week's winner. And remember that you can sign up at any point throughout the rest of this month to become a patron in order to be eligible for that giveaway. Uh, But to see the distinct deadlines for the last giveaway of the month, make sure you check out our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram post. It has all the rules there. All right, that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Next week, Flora will be presenting her spooky animal of the week. And as always, if you like this, great. If you didn't, that's fine. Have a wonderful Halloween month. I hope you carve some pumpkins. I hope it's bad for you. you. (laughs) I hope... Oh, you know what? This would have been the perfect episode for us to talk about that bat that flew into my face, but we already done did it. (laughs) I hope a bat flies into your face. I hope a bat flies into everyone's face, except for Keanu Reeves, because he is the bat. Have (laughs) have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Just about you later. Hey. Hey. You guys still there? Hey. We're stupid. Hey, we're here. (laughs) Hey, we have a special announcement. Oh, this is what everybody's been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. I love this shit. It's so exciting. Let's let's build the tension a little bit more. How about that? Okay. Oh, could it be? Da, 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 da. Well, this is our first of three giveaways that we're doing to celebrate 10,000. And we have picked some really awesome organizations who donate to conservation and our world and all things good. And we're going to drop a little cash at these little places to benefit mm-hmm. you guys. It's just really an excuse for us to spend money, I think, is what it is. Well, and it's the money that we receive from all of our patrons. Correct. So it's not even our money. It's your money. Yeah. So. And we specifically chose these places because they donate portions of their proceeds to conservation. So and it's they have really winning. cool, cute shit. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's the main reason. Their shit is really cute and it's cool. so cute. <laughs> Do you want to say the three places that we're doing? Yes. So the three places that we chose were um, 
listener submitted. The first one is Coyote Brush Studios. The second is Animal Anonymous Apparel. The third one is Sea Turtle Conservancy. And all of it's amazing. And while Mm -hmm. we were looking at this stuff, we're like, I'm going to buy this for myself and this for myself and this for myself. (laughs) Yes. Maybe have emptied my bank account at each of these places because everything was great. It was. So we're going to have some options for each of the organizations that our winners will be able to choose from. And more of those details will be emailed out to the winners. So without any further ado, the winner for this week, our first giveaway, is Ashley Loper. Ashley, we will be in contact with you. We're going to send you an email the day that this premieres, so probably that night. So just, I don't know, be nervous all day waiting for an email for us. (laughs) Just sweat it out. Just sweat it out all day. Sweat it out. Uh, But we will be emailing you with details on how to obtain your prize for anyone interested in what am i trying to say for like signing up yeah like being entering? eligible yeah entering to there win. we go there we go entering to win our second or third week giveaway go ahead and head on over to our patron page at patreon.com slash keeper chat where you guys can sign up to become a patron of our podcast and when you do you're automatically entered we're choosing every week from that list of patrons. So head on over and maybe you'll win. It's pretty exciting. And even if you don't win, you still win because you get a bunch of bonus content. And by a bunch, yeah, I mean totally. one episode and then like we're editing one right now. So calm down. <laughs> but also you get to have a say in the types of episodes that we produce for everyone. So you get to vote on different animals and yes. take part in community discussions and stuff like that. It's and there's pretty like neat. a picture of our heads on there, I think. And a picture oh, of my yeah. cat. And Definitely a picture of our cats on there. A picture of a moth crying. <laughs> All of these you would understand if you were part Have of our club. Have to go and see for yourself. <laughs> it's really Our horrible, horrible exclusive club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmareville. It really is. Join us. Join us in Nightmare Town. We're going to talk to you all next week. Goodbye again. Bye. <laughs>